Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to discuss in this episode is how to not be a one-and-done sales rep, okay? You can't be a one-and-done sales rep. And what I mean by that, in all reality, obviously it's a little play on words, but what I mean by that is when you are in a sales meeting with a customer, and I don't think that this is unique to me or unique to the reps that I've been with or spent time with, or certainly what I've done in the past. My assumption is this is uh, quite prevalent and not just uh, my own experience. So, you know, that's why I wanted to discuss it. But the idea is that when you are in a sales meeting with a customer, a lot of the time, most of the time, I would say, the rep asks one question and then they're done. Okay. They are literally one and done sales reps when it comes to questions. So they start out with, you know, who do you use for this procedure? And the person says, oh, I use this company. Then they say, okay, got it. So with our system, what we do is this. Okay. So, so it's literally, it's one question. They ask, who do they use for, you know, any given procedure? And then they're like, all right, well, here's what I can show you today. Here's what I have to show you. Here's who I work with. And then they just roll into discussing their product. And every time I see this happen, I'm just like, oh my God, you know, this is just an absolute train wreck of a sales meeting. You know, and the reason for that is that just because somebody says that they use a specific company for it or a specific product for a certain application, that actually doesn't tell you anything why they use them. They're just telling you, yes, I use this company. Okay, that's helpful, but why do you use them? Do you think that that would be a relevant question to ask before you start pitching your product? You know, in in my mind, it would be. Like, let me just walk you through the example. Let's say, I don't know, let's say you're you're a total joint rep. You're selling total joints and you, you know, you're selling uh, primary total shoulders. And so you work for, let's say you work for Stryker selling total joints and you're walking in to a meeting and you want to sell this guy on your total shoulder system. And you're like, okay, who do you use for total shoulders? And this guy's like, well, I use the Tournier system. You're like, oh, okay. So obviously we have our shoulder system, the striker system. Let me, let me show you what our system is like. Let me start describing our system to you. Like that is literally the progression that happens. It's one and done. You're one question. Who do you use? And then you're, then you're done. And what I, what I try to get you know, myself included, myself included, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm immune to this. uh, But what I try to help all of our reps understand and anybody, anyone that I talk with, is that you can't be a one and done rep, like it should be mandatory that you ask like five questions before you say anything about your product. (laughs) That's really what I think the uh, the ratio should be, I think you should be required to ask five questions before you get to say anything about your product. Because you you don't know anything about the customer and why they use what they use. Like, you know, I, 
I think part of the reason why it happens is ignorance and not practicing and not knowing the questions to ask. But I think the other part of it is, you know, if you're, if you're especially new to sales and, you, and you're not, maybe you don't know your product that well, maybe you're relatively new, maybe it's a new product category for you. And so, and so you're sitting in your car before the meeting and you're rehearsing the features and benefits 17 times and you get into the, into the sales meeting with the customer and you literally can't wait to just regurgitate the things that you memorized out in your, <laughs> while sitting in your car. You know, that could be the other part of it. But here's, here's the progression that needs to happen. Okay. You say, yes, like the first question is the right question to ask. Hey, who are you using for total shoulder replacement for your primary total shoulders? Okay. I use Tournier. Great. Do you think it would be important how long they've been using Tournier? Why they use Tournier? Who did they use in their, you know, residency or fellowship? Do they cement or do they do a press fit with the Tournier system? Do they use a long stem or a short stem or do they use a stemless? Do they use them just for primary shoulders or do they also use Tournier for reverses? Do they use a modular system that you can do primary and reverse and you don't have to convert the base plate? You just, uh, you put on the base plate initially for the primary, but then you can convert that over to the glenosphere later. You know, do you think those are relevant questions to ask prior to trying to pitch your product? My argument is yes, because while you're, while you're you know, in this case, we're saying striker, while you, you have your features and benefits of your striker shoulder system, you don't know which ones are actually going to be important for this doctor. You haven't asked him anything about it, you know? So it should be, hey, who are you using for primary total shoulder? Oh, I'm using Tornier. How long have you been using them? Oh, you've been using them for, you know, five years. You know, is that who you used? Is that what you were trained on or did you convert to them later in practice? Oh, no. You know, I converted them later in practice. Okay. Do you do, uh, do you uh, cement your, imp sorry, do you cement the stem of your implant or do you do a press fit system? Oh, I do. I cement because, you know, the system that I use, I have to cement. Oh, great. Have you ever considered looking at a cementless system that you can just do a press fit? You know, yeah or no. Like, get into the conversation. Get the customer talking to you. Like, one of the, probably the biggest object, objective in sales is to get the customer talking to you. Get the customer to just start answering the questions and start discussing who they use, why they use them, how long they be using them. And then you can pitch your product, but you can't pitch your product before you know any of that about, you know, who they're using and why they're using them. You know, another perfect example that uh, I have certainly been a part of and been in the meetings on for, uh, you know, we sell, just for example, we sell a PRP system, so platelet-rich plasma. The PRP system we sell is a leukocyte pore system. Now, there's, there's essentially two schools of thought and two different systems that you can have in the PRP world. You can either have a leukocyte rich or a leukocyte poor system. Okay. And there are different, there's different thinking and kind of data and methodologies behind why you would use one over the other. There's in, in some ways you could say there is conflicting data as to which one's better in some areas for certain applications for others. They're not, but if we're selling a leukocyte poor PRP system, we need to figure out why the customer would be using a leukocyte rich system before we can sell their product. Like I've been in meetings where, you know, we've got our leukocyte poor system. That's, you know, one of the things we want to discuss. And it's like, Hey, who do you use for, you know, PRP? And they say, Oh, I'm using, you know, a couple of the big, 
uh, looks like rich systems are like the harvest system or the uh, biomet or the uh, GPS, the Magellan system. Those are Luxite rich systems. They say, oh, I use the harvest system. Oh, okay, great. So our system is a Luxite pour system, and this is what we do, and this is how much blood you draw, and this is the platelet count you get, and this, like, <laughs> I literally just want to, like, slam on the brakes and be like, hold on. Do you think it's relevant for us to ask why they use harvest? How long have they been using harvest? Why do they think that Luxite rich is better than Luxite poor? Have they seen the recent clinical data on Luxite poor for OA? You know, like there's so many questions that are just sitting there to be asked before you start pitching your product that like it, like it, I don't know, it drives me insane. Anyway, so that's why, that's why I call it being a one and done sales rep. You know, you're, you're a one pump chump. <laughs> don't be a one and done sales rep. Okay. You should, you should set a requirement for yourself <clears throat> that you have to ask five questions about the customer and why they use what they currently use before you can sell your product. Now, now I, I don't say that. I'm not advocating that for everybody in every situation. I am an advocate of reading the environment. If you ask three questions and you get all the answers you need and it, you know, it makes sense to start talking about your product, that's fine. But don't be a one and done rep. You can't just ask the one question and then start rolling right into your pitch on your product. You have to be willing to confront and ask the other questions. And, you know, the reality of, as I was trying to, as I've been trying to figure out why reps don't do that and why maybe I didn't do it that well when I was a younger rep is I think that I just didn't have the answers for asking some of those questions. You know, the worst thing you want to do as a rep is start asking a customer a question that you're not going to be able to be able to have an answer for. You know, if it's like, oh, why are you using a Luxite rich system? Uh, have you seen the recent clinical clinical data? If you start going down that road, what if what if that the surgeon or the physician you're talking with says, well, the data that I've read says Lucasi Rich performs better than Lucasi Poor. Have you read this paper? And then you get caught because you actually don't know your product that well, or you don't know the research that well, or you don't you haven't practiced how to handle somebody saying, well, I think I should be using a Lucasi Rich system. Why would I use that? Over, why would I use a Luxite poor over Luxite rich? Like, you're not going to ask those follow-up, the necessary follow-up questions to, to the customer if you haven't prepared and practiced what you're going to say, if you don't know how to answer those questions. So, you know, I think certainly me as a younger rep, uh, more inexperienced and probably the situation that a lot of younger reps find themselves in is that part of it is you don't know the questions to ask. Part of it is just not practicing those questions. Part of it's, you know, you're just trying to regurgitate the, the, the uh, features and benefits that you just learned in the car, you know, 30 seconds ago, <laughs> 30 seconds ago. But I think the other part of it is you haven't figured out how, if I start asking these questions of the customer, we're going to start going deep into why they use what they currently use. And if I don't know the literature, if I don't know the competitive product, if I don't know why the Tournier shoulder system is going to be better than my striker system in these areas, or if I don't, you know, if I don't know that their system is convertible and ours isn't, and that's the reason you use it, like you can get caught in a rabbit hole and not know your way out. And so I think that's the other part of it as to why uh, some reps aren't willing to, to ask those additional questions, but they are vital. Like they're absolutely important that you not only ask them, but 
have practiced what is what what are my responses going to be when I ask those questions so you don't get caught in a situation where you you go down this rabbit hole and then you get stuck and then you look like an idiot and you walk out of the meeting and you know it's a failure so um, but you you obviously can't be on the other side of the spectrum either where it's like I I'm a one and done rep and I only ask the one question that I pitch my product you know that's not going to be productive for you so uh, anyway I thought that was kind of funny kind of a funny thing to to think about and uh, hopefully the the play on words will stick with you don't be a one and done rep um, you know figure out the questions that you need to be asking and don't just ask one and then start pitching you got to figure out why they're using what they're using before you start pitching your product so um, I hope that's helpful and entertaining and enlightening and all of that so anyway uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next one bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.